Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of ATN3, your best source for news you can use in the field of assistive technology and education. As always, I'm your host, Matt Newton, Technology Coordinator at the Virginia Department of Education's Training and Technical Assistance Center at Virginia Tech. You may have noticed when you opened the podcast this week that we have an extended episode. But wait, before you swipe this away and go on to your next podcast, just know that it's not all me. I'm happy to say that this episode features an interview with State Assistive Technology and Distance Education Coordinator Sharon Jones from the TTAC at Virginia Commonwealth University. Sharon works with educators and students from around the state and has some amazing insights regarding how AT has been used over this past unprecedented school year and lessons she's learned from the experience that I hope we can all use going forward. So without any further ado, let's hear from Sharon. Okay, thanks for being with us today, Sharon, um, to answer some questions and provide some more um, outside perspective from me about assistive technology provision. Um, in schools. And I know we can get right into it by saying this has been a really unique school year, to say the least, um, with the different restrictions and hybridized schedules and distances and remote learning and everything else. How have you seen um, across the state um, assistive technology being used to help students with disabilities when they're, when they're learning in these remote and hybrid settings? First, let me say thank you, Matt, for inviting me here today. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so in response to that question, when the pandemic began about a year ago, AT specialists, related service providers, teachers, and other professionals worked hard to deliver the AT that students used in school to them for home use. So they were scrambling around the schools trying to find their AT and get them all home uh, to those students. This included technologies such as communication systems, adapted keyboards, access tools, apps for text-to-speech and speech-to-text, math support schedules, and other items that were used in the classroom. Um, and then as professionals became more experienced with the AT needs of students at home, especially using digital learning, they learned that some students needed additional AT for home use. They needed support setting up an appropriate home learning environment, which often required some additional AT. And an important part of this transition to home learning was and still is training. So both students and family members needed this additional training in order to use existing technology and new technology. While students are relying on digital materials for instructional instruction, professionals are learning new skills and providing accessible materials to them as well. So the professionals really continue to identify areas where they need increased professional development in the area of AT in order to meet their students' needs. So AT is changing. You know, and a lot of things have changed over the last year. And just like a lot, it seems like a lot of new skills. Once, once we, we figure something out in the area of technology, um, then it just goes and changes again. And we, we've kind of having this experience now, you know, across the Commonwealth in, in Virginia, as we've got a little bit of a grip, I don't say we have a total grip on this whole hybrid and distance and remote learning situation. But now many school divisions around the Commonwealth have students that are returning to more and more in-person learning. Um, there's got to be some, some answers and, and takeaways from 
this this time we've spent in, in learning remotely that we can that we can use to to serve students with disabilities that remain learning remotely, whether for medical reasons or you know a variety of different things. Are there there specific lessons that you think we've learned during the pandemic that we can use to improve how schools provide AT to students who you know they may be homebound, home based, or you know otherwise still learning virtually in the future? Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, I believe one of the most critical lessons learned is the importance of collaboration with families. When families have access to AT for their students and they learn how to use that technology and then can support their students in using the AT, they're able to reinforce skills and teach their students how to generalize the use of AT in other home and community environments and become better self-advocates for their AT needs. So that whole piece of collaborating with families is truly a lesson that is learned um, and we all value that so much. Uh, sometimes school staff are also hesitant to send certain AT home with students, um, but I believe we have seen the benefits and growth of students using all of their AT at home and then of course personalizing the AT um, that they need at home so it's more specific to their home environments. Um, schools are much more open now to the idea of sending AT home with students and families are much more knowledgeable about AT and uh, the AT that will follow the student through school and into to post-secondary environments. So it's really important that that's, that AT be accessible in the home environment. Um, and we see that happening. And I can't imagine that that's going to, to stop in the future. In fact, now schools are looking at duplicate AT. How can I provide you know, the AT at home and at school so their inventories are growing? Of course, it's also there's also the challenge of getting access to some of this technology because we know there's a shortage of technology to order. So another challenge there. Um, another lesson learned has been in the area of augmentative and alternative communication, providing the AAC devices and communication displays at home and teaching family members to learn about the available vocabulary, where it's located on their boards and how to model the use of AAC has improved access to AAC for the students and really helped families learn about the value of using AAC throughout the day. So through our work in schools and with AT teams, we've heard about the increased opportunities for communication and for students using language in a way that they've never done before. We recently heard a speech pathologist this past week report that for one student having that AAC available at home, now her student is, and it's as a young child, is initiating using the communication board by pointing to pictures on the board that they are wanting to communicate about. And now that student is really using much more speech. So that's a really nice true success story. That's awesome to be able to personalize it like that um, and, and see those successes makes you feel, you know, like the job is worth it, yeah. right? In yeah, doing yeah. that. Well, I couldn't let you get away. Your your time is is very valuable, but I couldn't let you get away without asking you um, to talk to our listeners a little bit about um, the State Assistive Technology Network. And I know part of your role as the statewide AT coordinator is is leading the, this network. And can you let everybody know who who might not what what type of resources does the Virginia Assistive Technology Network provide, and where can educators find these? Yes, yes. So the AT Network has been around for a number of years now, and it's made up of a very 
dedicated and I would say enthusiastic uh, group of, of representatives from the Training and Technical Assistance Centers, the TTACs in Virginia, and AIM Virginia. And so we meet regularly to, to identify and create resources we think um, that will be of value and that others have asked for. So most of our resources are housed on the AT Network website. And that website is um, HTTPS, you know the rest of that, atnetwork.ttaconline.org. And I believe Matt's going to provide that in a transcript of sorts so you can get directly to it. But you can Absolutely. also Google search that AT Network in Virginia. Um, some of the most important resources located on this website include the Virginia Assistive Technology Consideration Guide and the AT Resource Guide. Um, we're in the process of updating the AT Resource Guide and Consideration Guide, and we'll be introducing this to you in the fall. Um, but we feel these are two really valuable tools to help identify the AT that students are going to need. Um, located here is also the AT assessment framework, and that's based on the Wisconsin Assistive Technology Initiative, or WADI. So um, these are all really valuable resources to help teams make those decisions. Um, we've also been working hard over the last year to create materials that can be helpful during blended instruction. And um, one of these documents is the Virginia Virtual Learning and Accommodations Guide. If you want to know more about that, you can go to the Virginia tech website where they have done a nice little short video on that. Um, but this guide was adapted from Indiana's guide and provides a comparison of accommodations used in school settings with similar accommodations used in home settings as a way for IEP teams to help identify accommodations for use at home. On the featured training page of the website are short videos and tutorials focusing on creating accessible materials, using text-to-speech programs, using jam boards and green screens for interactive activities, and using AAC and schedules. So we're going to be adding more tutorials as we address need the, identify the needs that are out there. So check back for, for more of those. Um, and at the bottom of the website on the right-hand corner, you'll find a link to the technology conferences webinars. And so there are um, many webinars that have been created over the last few years, and they're also archived with transcripts um, included uh, with them. So you can go through the archived webinars, but they are they're free 60-minute webinars that address AT topics of need, and they're captioned and archived on the website. So two of the upcoming webinars are, are on adapted literacy and another on Chrome apps and extensions. And both of those are coming up in March and April. So you can go to the website and register for that if you'd like. I don't think you want to miss these. These are both going to be really great, great webinars. Um, for additional information about any of our resources, please feel free to reach out to your AT Network members um, that are located in your, in your local TTACs, or you can visit the AT website. We have a contact us page, and you can go to that for the names of the folks that are in your regions. Um, so thanks so much, Matt, for asking me to join you. Absolutely. Thanks for, for making the time for us today. These are some great resources that are freely available to educators in our region and around the state, and I know they're going to take advantage of them. So thank you, Cher. You're welcome. Wow. Sharon shared so much good information in that segment that I know you are all going to want to follow up to find out more. 
As she mentioned, the Virginia Assistive Technology Network's homepage at atnetwork.ttacconline.org is a one-stop shop for all of these resources that can help you support students using assistive technology in any sort of environment, remote, hybrid, or in person. You can find a direct link to this website in the show notes. Well, that's all for this special episode. I'll be back next week with more AT in, this time, probably a lot closer to three. Have a great week, everyone.